and welcome to Coffee and Pearls, 15 minutes of wisdom for Catholic moms. I'm Sterling Jaquith, and today I want to talk about how the key to having peace is presence. Now, a lot of stuff is going on right now. This is the middle of March. We're kind of in the middle of what's happening all over the country with the spread of this virus all over the world. And a lot of you are immediately coming to grips with the idea of having your kids home or your husband home or activities canceled. And so I wanted to come in and do a whole piece series. So I'm going to do a whole piece series and I'm going to talk about the things, really the tools that I use to maintain my peace. That is so important to me. When I have lost my peace, I know I'm not walking with God. And I have a lot of cues or red flags that show me that I've lost my peace and I have a lot of tools to bring my peace back. So today I want to talk about the first one, which is presence. And I'm going to combine presence with the idea of deep work as well. And for those of you who are familiar with Cal Newport's work um, on deep work, he talks a lot about the importance of focusing on something deeply for 90 minutes. He does so mostly in a work context, but I'm going to make that relevant for moms where we feel like there's absolutely nothing we could do for 90 minutes without being distracted. So I will help us kind of puzzle through that. So first, um, you know, my husband pretty much works from home most of the time. He goes out to do fence bids, um, but he's home a lot. And um, I've homeschooled my kids for the most part for the last five years. And so our life is oddly enough not going to change that much. I think there's probably one class we take outside of the home that we might not be able to take. Um, but because of my bed rest and because we had so many kids in the last three years, you know, we largely stay home. So I just wanted to share with you what I've learned about fighting that and making it more difficult for myself and just embracing that and finding peace and easiness in the staying at home all the time. And really that boils down to presence. When I want to do what I want to do, whether it's reading a book or looking at my phone or being on my computer um, or listening to a podcast or listening to music, if I want to listen to music that's my music and not like toddler music, um, it is really frustrating for me that the kids then make lots of noise and talk to me, especially when I'm just like jamming, right? It's like my favorite song is on and I am singing and I'm just like feeling joy and energy and it's great. And that feels like such a good thing. But then when my four-year-old is like, mom, I'm starving, you know, it makes me angry. Like the anger flashes up in that moment. Um, and that's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible feeling to look at your sweet child who needs something totally reasonable, or even if it's unreasonable, and to just feel so frustrated that they're just like ruining your flow, okay? Um, and so I found that the, the more I tried to do those things, especially spontaneously, you know, music, looking at my phone, reading a book, um, anything at my computer, talking on the phone, any of those things, then interruptions from the children tended to trigger anger in me, okay? Now, it's okay to feel anger, but we don't want to act out of anger, you know? We want to calm ourselves down and reply, you know, calmly and with peace and preferably joy to the children. 
And so for those of you that are suddenly like have all these people in your space, I need you to immediately let go of this entitlement that you get to do any of those things. If you want to have peace, okay? If you want to keep doing those things and being interrupted and being frustrated and feeling irritable all day, totally fine. But if you got to the end of yesterday and you were like, wow, that was not an awesome day and I was not the best version of myself, um, this is one key area to look at. You know, when were you trying to do your things and when you got interrupted trying to do your things, what happened? How did you respond? Because we wanna step in between the stimulus of being interrupted and an angry response. We wanna step in between stimulus and response and we wanna take a hot minute, maybe breathe, Maybe say a quick Hail Mary. I My personal favorite is just to throw up a quick Jesus, Mary, Joseph, all the saints. In my mind, I say that like, please just help me in this moment. And then to respond calmly. Okay. We need to be really present with what we're doing. And if you have a lot of children home or little children or bless them, a needy husband, then you need to let that stuff go, your stuff, if you want to maintain your peace, okay? Now, it's not going to be forever, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So what I do throughout my day is I try to have really clear blocks that I communicate overly so to everyone. This came from one of my, I think a Dave Ramsey business book, either Dave Ramsey or Michael Hyatt, I don't remember. Um, and they were saying, you need to communicate the vision for your company until you're blue in the face. Then you need to do it some more. You need to do it about 20 times more than what you think you need to do it. So for us to make that relevant as moms, as we're trying to be the peace center of our homes and as we're trying to, you know, just get us through these days, it's great to communicate to everyone what your goals are. And so for me, actually, my goal is peace. I want to have a peaceful home. I want to have kind children. And I want us to be praying and getting our work done and then having fun, right? We're definitely like work hard, play hard family, okay? And I communicate this to the kids. I'll say at the beginning, hey, you guys, you know, we're going to do breakfast, chores, and then school. And if we can work really hard to do those things, I will make a smoothie and we'll take a walk. Okay. And then I'll say, what are we going to do? And they'll say breakfast, chores, school. And then what are we going to get to do after that? Smoothie. And I'll say, and a walk. <laughs> okay. But, and you might need to say that four times. And you think that's ridiculous. I shouldn't have to tell them four times. But if Michael Hyatt has to tell his company as the CEO over and over and over again, how much more is it that we have to tell that to children who have a short attention span and are easily distracted by shiny things? Okay. So communicating what's happening first and then really committing to be present for those things, okay? And so we are, we usually do chores before we do breakfast. The kids do the laundry and the dishes while I'm doing breakfast. Then we have breakfast. We might do a little bit more chores after that, depending on what needs to be done. Then the little kids have to go into the playroom 
and the big kids are doing school and I am sitting with them and doing school. I'll tell you one thing I've learned as a homeschooler. It is not possible to multitask. It's just not. Every time I try to do the dishes or read a book or even work on my goals, once I was like, I'm just going to sit with my notebook next to them and it'll look like I'm doing my school and I'll just write with a pencil and, and work on my goals. Nope. Their productivity went way down. I literally just have to sit there with my two girls and be like, do you need any help? Do you have any questions? And it drives me nuts. I mean, it used to drive me nuts because I felt like I was just sitting there doing nothing. But we get through it so much faster and with happy hearts than when I tried to do literally anything else. And it is annoying. So about once every two weeks, I'll, I'll think, I haven't done this yet, but I'd be like, maybe I could crochet. Maybe I could crochet while I was sitting there because it feels like a waste of time. But I, I promise it is not because one of my goals is to homeschool my children well. And that means I have to give up for this time what it is that I want to do. So I sit down with them. I'm completely present to both of them. Um, the older your kids are, the better it is because they can read themselves. Um, but, and I really mostly help them with math. I'm really, really this 100% present for math. Once we get our math done, and that is the first thing that we do, um, then they're, they're much more independent for their reading, writing, history stuff. And so I don't have to sit down next to them for that. Um, but being present is really, really helpful. And, and just don't shortchange yourself. It will make your day go better because it will all get done faster. Then you can do something else, right? So then after uh, they get through their math, then I usually have a little bit of me time. And I am so intentional about my me time, okay? I will tell the girls, okay, you need to finish your, your writing and your reading. Come check in with me when you're done with that. And I now know that I have probably 20 minutes at least to do something on my computer or my phone. And so then I go do those things. The little kids are still downstairs. They're not allowed to come up yet. Um, and the big kids can interrupt me, but they won't unless they really need something. And it'll be a question like, what does this word mean? You know, it's pretty simple. And so then I really, I sink myself into those things that I want to do and I relish them because I know that this is my time and my moment. And then I go back into, after we're done with the school block, uh, then we either eat something or do some exercise. Now, when I take them for a walk is when I pop in one earphone and listen to a podcast or a book. And so we're walking. I've got the little kids strapped in a stroller, uh, the baby in an ergo. The other kids are on scooters, walking, or bikes. So they're not talking to me. I do leave one ear out, though, in case they holler or they need something. But mostly, I'm just walking around the block. Um, this is weather permitting. And listening to something and learning something. And I also tell myself, oh, aren't we just enjoying this me time? That's me time, even though the children are there. I'm leaning into that time. I'm really appreciating it because one of the things that's going to drive you bananas is if you think that all day you don't get any you time and you're constantly being interrupted. So you have to tell yourself, oh, this is it. I'm eating the chocolate cake. It's not chocolate cake, but you have to celebrate that a little bit. You have to be present with yourself. 
So I try to be really present with the kids, but then I try to be really present with myself. And that is such a gift. And it, it makes me so much less bitter and feeling like I'm taken advantage of or that I'm, I've given my whole life away. And serving people, by the way, is not giving your life away. It is such a great gift. But I totally understand the sentiment of getting to the end of the day and, and feeling frustrated. So be really present with yourself. Then set up at least one block of time where they can't talk to you. So I usually do this when my 18 month old is sleeping because he's kind of 18 months is such a hard age. Not much you can do about that. Um, and so nap time for the young ones is when I will tell the other ones, you know, I'm going to be in this room. You cannot come in unless something is really wrong. And that's usually where they're listening to audiobooks or coloring, doing something quiet. Sometimes they play board games, but they can't interrupt me. So this is usually happening in the afternoons for us. Um, and so, you know, we don't do perfect 90 minute blocks and I don't keep track of time in general. Um, but I do try to group, we do a meal and some chores. And like I said, sometimes it's a sandwich, a little bit of chores, then a meal and then some chores, or it's one then the other, or it's flip flop. But those two activities go together. And then, then we're doing like fun things, exercise things, school things. But we try to do things in, in about 90 minute blocks. Don't do school for longer than 90 minutes. They, they can't do that. We can't do that as an adult. Um, so 90 minutes should be the longest you're doing it. And then they should have at least a 15 to 20 minute break doing something totally frivolous and fun. Really be present with what you're doing. Help them to be present with what they're doing. And then give yourself time that's really time for you and lean into it. And do whatever you think is best for you. Sometimes I love the social media scroll. Sometimes I need to read my Bible. Sometimes, I, almost every day now, I've been taking a walk and listening to something. And, and that has felt like such a gift. And it helps. I do it when the 18-month-old is up. Because he's the hardest for me right now. He's the one that cries the most and drives me the most bananas. But he's happy as a clam in the stroller. I don't let my two and a half year old walk. It's not a choice. He either gets to ride in the stroller or he has to stay home with a sister. Um, because if you try to walk with a two year old or a two and a half year old, that will drive you nuts. I mean, first of all, he wants to wear his rain boots. Then he falls because he's wearing rain boots. And he wants to hold the stroller, but then the wheels roll on his feet. Like, it's just terrible. And it's just not even a choice anymore. So in order for it to be my time, he has to be in the stroller too. But then the other kids are, are pretty good about walking. And so I want you to be a scientist this week, ladies. I want you to just get to the end of the day with no judgment, no shame, no guilt, no exasperation. And just say, what worked and what didn't work. And then I want you to, when you're getting frustrated in the back of your mind, be like, oh, right. Sterling told me that if I was going to try to listen to my favorite playlist and the kids talked to me, it was going to drive me bananas. And that's why I feel so angry right now. Good to know. Some good data. That proved correct. <laughs> okay. Or your phone or your computer or your book. 
create strong boundaries with your children, but give them all of you when it's their time, when it's outside or book reading um, or school time, just be with them. Outside goes both ways. Sometimes the kids are outside without me and then that's their time. But sometimes I go out with them and then I play with them, which is annoying, you guys. I'm not a playing mom, okay? I don't like it, but I like having a happy home and I like not feeling guilty when I want to do things by myself. And I'm telling you, if you run around your backyard and tickle your kids for 15 minutes and play superhero or monster or crazy dog or whatever game you want to play with them, and then you say, no one can come in my office for an hour. I'm going to be reading a book. You're not going to feel bad. That's, that's what's great about being really present with them and then saying, I need some time for myself. Okay. So this is your first tool. Presence is the key to peace. Okay. Now I just want to wrap it up with some of that deep work. Um, how do I want to say it? Strategy that Cal Newport talks about. So he talks about it in terms of like shutting down your computer, turning off your Wi-Fi, and like sitting down and writing your thesis paper or getting your board presentation done. And that doesn't make sense if you're a mom because you know that you can't sit down and get anything done for 90 minutes. But instead, I like to think about it in terms of hats. What hat am I wearing? And when I'm wearing the mom hat, I am all in on that. I am looking at their sweet faces. I am just responding to what each one of them needs. I'm not even cleaning because I'm not wearing the cleaning hat, right? So when I'm wearing the meal making or cleaning hat, that's different. Then I'm not even the mom hat. I'm not even as sweet then because I tell the kids it's working time. We're all working right now. And then we're doing that. And when one of them goes, mom, look at my art. I go, oh, now is not the time for that. I would love to look at that during school time. Okay. You want to acknowledge them, but they're not going to derail the working time. And in some ways, I mean, bribe is the wrong word, but I do almost always say, if we get our work done well, we're going to do this. And just for them to look forward to something. And I do that to myself. If you can get down and be a playing mom and read three more alphabet books to these kids, then you too get your own free time, Sterling. Okay, like we're all playing that game. It's not bad. So deep work means just being really present with what you're doing. And then, of course, there's going to be distractions like when I'm trying to read books to the girls and the 18-month-old crawls up, that's okay. That's an oh, because it's still within the mom realm. And so I'll say, oh, girls, hold on. Let's get some blocks for Blaze, and then we can keep reading, right? I'm, I'm still wearing the mom hat. That's my deep work, but I'm not multitasking into a different thing. So we try to do deep work on meals and chores, deep work on school, deep work on um, quiet time. That's a block. Quiet time is usually my time and that's when they're reading or doing audiobooks or art. And then we try to do outside stuff all the time, every day. Uh, they may think that's their time, but I've tricked them. It's really my time. Okay. But I'm there and we're doing it and they're having a great time. Okay. So Think about that. Instead of really flitting from one thing to the other and constantly cleaning, constantly cooking, constantly momming, all of that throughout your whole day, try to create some blocks. I know there have been a lot of funny memes going around, and they are funny, about living in chaos and watching lots of television and all of that. And by all means, 
If that's what you need to do, then do it. But if you get to the end of the day and you say that was the best thing that could have happened, you need to be honest with yourself about whether that was true. Because I find that when I allow them to watch television, we all have a worse day. And what's great about homeschooling is you get that data really quickly, right? So I have had more days to test out these things and go, oh, is it better if I let them, you know, watch Blue Planet? Is it better if I try to put on, you know, my favorite songs while I'm cleaning? And the answer was no, because then it drove me nuts when I was trying to sing my favorite song and they interrupted me, <laughs> you know? Um, it may be different for you, but get to the end of the day and just say, when did I lose it today and why? And it may not have been that one moment. It may have been a series of things that were building up to that one moment, but try to figure it out because you are the peace center of your home. We're going to talk about that in a later peace episode. And it is your job to figure it out. All right. I'm praying for you guys. I think it could be really cool for all of us to get to know our kids, get to know our homes, create new routines. We're doing some cool things in our house that are new, even though we were homeschooling before, but it just kind of feels like a time of renewal and, and trying new things out. So um, I'll be sharing more about that later, but I'm praying for all of you. I'm praying for everybody in the world, really. Gosh, it feels like a, a worldwide thing to pray for. And um, I just love you and you're going to be okay. And your kids love you. And more than anything, I'm just, I'm praying that you have peace in your heart and in this time where it would be so easy to grab onto chaos and chew on it all day long, I want you to grab onto peace and rest in it. All right, ladies, thanks so much for listening to Coffee and Pearls and have a blessed day.